I am so excited about this. I want to welcome you to the Purpose Project Podcast. During our time together, I will teach you how to pray, how to intentionally develop intimacy with your Creator, and challenge you to discover and embrace your God-ordained purposes. I am your host, Margie Florent. My prayer for you today is that you will be empowered and strengthened in the Word of God to move forward into your destiny. Now our opening text is from Psalms 127, and I'm going to give you a lot of scripture today. And remember, the Word of God doesn't return void. And I believe that what the Spirit of God is doing is He's not only imparting vision, He's imparting His Word. And His Word is an incorruptible seed that goes into your hearts It doesn't return void, and it's going to produce fruit. And this is what we need in the day and in the hour that we live, and we need more prayer fruits. I was speaking to one of the people at Charisma a couple months ago when we were in Laguna, and she was teaching my assistant how to really how to navigate the system with respect to our podcasts and our articles and things like that. And I just was listening just to sit there and listen. Um, and to be present at the very end of the conversation she said to me she says you know Margie she called me Margie (laughs) I'm Margie she goes you know Margie I said well it's Margie she says Margie so she doesn't really know me personally but she's listening to the podcast and she says I just want to encourage you that your podcast is not only doing really well she said but most people in most churches today don't even have a prayer team anymore and so she said, I just want to encourage you, just keep doing what you're doing. Amen. Again, it's not like the blind leading the blind. Sometimes I'm going, we, yeah, we get the stats, we, get the, we know how many people are listening and so on and so forth, but we don't really see them. So I just thought that was interesting because I feel like the prayer movement, even though God's been saying he wants to ramp it up, I feel like COVID caused the prayer movement to, to reach a state of complacency. So God is stirring us back up. And this message of, the, of prayer is going to go into our hearts, and it's going to be that seed, and it's going to germinate. And I believe we're going to see more prayer fruit. And yes. screw the devil. Yes. I'm not yes. I am not quitting. That's right. I am not discouraged. That's right. We, we pioneered, started a pioneer of prayer movement 41 years ago, and people were praying. There were houses of prayer. People were excited. It's, but it seems like it's been the flip side of that. Mm-hmm. But you know what? It's just like the old saying, you know, we're sin abounds, grace is so much more abound. You know, don't be moved by what you see. That's right. Because I believe with all of this discouragement in prayer and all of this lack of prayer, I believe we can have a flip side and suddenly God can just awaken people to prayer yeah. and cause a fresh anointing to fall in people's prayer closets individually and in the houses of prayer and in the churches. Yes. Yes. Jesus said in his word, my house will be called a house of prayer. Right. Yep. It shouldn't be just a house of teaching. Mm-hmm. That's we, right. You know, we need both. Yeah, right. It's just like with the bird, you know, a bird has two wings, a left and a right, okay? You know, a bird can't fly with just one wing. That's right. We need both Amen. to Good fly. Yes. The bird needs both to fly. Yes. And so it is in the church today. We've neglected our prayer life, but and, and we, you know, we wonder, why are we like, Cripple, right? Because we've got to ramp up the prayer movement. Yes, God is ramping me up, He's ramping His leaders up, and He's going to ramp you up. Because what starts in the pulpit gets into the people. That's right. Yes. So I'm just very excited. So here, let's go ahead and start. We're going to go, we're going to review really quick. You can tell I'm talking really fast. This is definitely an anointing because I don't talk fast by nature. It's not, you know, it's number one, 
It's, it's not praying a one-second prayer, bless my child. No, no, no. We're talking about intercession. And number two, it's not just praying for me, my four, and no more. Right, because right. many of you have people that are your children that haven't even come out of your own womb That's or out right. of your own loins. Yes, you right. have spiritual children and God children and people in your sphere of influence that God is calling you to be a watchman over. Yes. And so there's a great responsibility on the adults that are in the earth today, on the spiritual mothers and fathers that are in the earth today. There's a great responsibility. We've yes. got to take our place in prayer because we have not, because we ask not. And if we don't take our place, the enemy, Isaiah 61 through 4, the darkness, the gross darkness is going to continue to cover the earth and the glory of God is not going to arise and shine like it's supposed to. Right. Because we're going to talk about this, but prayer opens up the door for God to work. Yes. Yeah, amen. So we have got to take our place as mothers and fathers. Now, the enemy is afraid of this generation or the generations. I call them from the millennials down. So the 35-year-olds down to all the babies that are being born through the millennials. Amen. Are you with me? Yeah. Okay, so the enemy is afraid of this generation of young people who are in the earth today. And we said this last week, some have even been aborted, thus never fulfilling their destiny. But they have more potential, more gifting than any other, gen any other time in history. Yes. This is not, he is not just afraid of who they are right now. He is afraid of who they will become that's right because a Amen. lot of these young people and i'm seeing this as i speak they're in a forming process yeah. and they're being formed they were not only formed in their mother's womb to live in this time but they're being formed now as as young people as 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 millennials and as the z generation and then the children that are coming up god is forming them and he's preparing them i believe he's preparing them for revival yeah. i believe he's preparing them to be used in supernatural ways just like it was in the book of acts do you know that the book of acts is the only book in the bible that doesn't have an amen at the end of it that's right oh, wow i'll just let you going it's, it, it's still being written all right great. you know i took a preaching class while my kids were in school because i wanted to sharpen my gift and perfect it even though i was already in ministry years before while i had that time off raising my kids i took a preaching class and I got so much better at public speaking. It really helped me a lot. But one of the things they said, they said, sometimes you just need to stop and let the people breathe. Yep. I breathe. Good? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, great. We're good. So, ready. When we talk about praying for our kids, let's just establish a foundation. Prayer opens up the door for God to work. Yeah. That's yep. actually a Joyce Meyer saying, and I got it from her, and it's mine now. We're not going to get into the reasons why, because that's not my, my thing today. Prayer opens up the door for God to work. We are the ones that have the authority here on this earth. That's right. Because Jesus... He took back the keys of, of, of the dominion, and he handed it to the church. Now he said, now you go, and in my name, you use my authority. And if yeah. we don't yeah. use our authority, again, the enemy is just going to keep running rampant. Yeah. I just keep hearing this in my spirit. James 4, 2, we have not because we ask not. Right. And sometimes when we pray, we ask amiss, or we don't pray the right way. Right. Yeah. So prayer opens up the door for God to work. James 5.16 says that the effectual, amplified, the earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. That's yeah. good. That's a good Amen. translation. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man. Yeah. What are all these issues? Of a righteous man. Yeah, but you don't even know. The, a righteous man. When you became a new creation in Christ Jesus, yeah. all things passed away, yes. all things became Amen. new, and you became uh, the righteousness, righteousness of God, of God. in Christ Jesus. Yeah. So when you stand, Hebrews 4.16, before the throne room of grace, you're standing complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. Yes. And you're standing washed in the blood of the Lamb, 
and standing completely righteous before the throne room. Amen. Amen. You're standing before God with the full armor of God. Are you listening? Yes. Mm -hmm. So the, you know, so and you are standing in Christ. Yeah. Here's the interesting thing about that. Do you know how Jesus, when he prayed to his father, he said, Father, when he was raised Lazarus from the dead? Mm -hmm. How remember that story? Yeah, yeah. And the Bible says, this is a whole nother message. He he wept, he groaned in his spirit, and he was troubled. That's a huge message right there. Right. Yeah. And he said to the father, he said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. That's right. And you hear me always when I pray. That's yes. right. So when you stand before the throne room of God, the throne room of grace, you're standing in the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, mm -hmm. and he hears you always when you pray. That's right. Yes. Yes. That's right. Because it's not about us. It's about the, the, the cross and the work of redemption yes. and our right standing with God. So don't tell me that you're not good enough to, to pray and have your prayers answered. That's right. We don't want to, that's a crock of um, garbage. Yes. Right. <laughs> 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 and other things. And by the way, that's the devil. Yes. Because yes. Romans 8 1 says, There is therefore now no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. Right. There's no condemnation. So when you go into the place of prayer, and you get bombarded with warfare, and you get these thoughts about all about you, that's self-absorption, by the way. Right. You become crippled in your prayer life, mm -hmm. and you right. just stop praying. That's the devil. That's warfare. Right. Remember yeah. who you are. That's right. How do you remember that story of the Lion King? My favorite. Yes. 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 I love that one. <laughs> I love it when you know, Simba ran away from God. He was like the... Yeah. He was like the prodigal son, right? Yeah. Ran from his calling, ran from his purpose, ran to the mountains, ran away. And then finally, you know, he, he gets apprehended. Everyone say apprehended. apprehended. And then the, 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 somebody, I guess that little guy, taught him what he was, but he was something, told him to look into the water. And he looks into the water, and, and he sees his reflection. Our reflection is in Christ Jesus. That's right. Yeah. It's not about us. Yeah. We hide behind the cross. Right. And he saw his reflection, and then his father spoke from heaven and said, Simba, oh, wow. you know, right. what? <laughs> you have forgotten me. What do you mean I've forgotten me? He said, remember who you are. That's right. You are my son and the one true yes. king. People, remember who you are when yes. you stand yes. You are in Christ Jesus. Yes. Your Father is your Heavenly Father, your Father God. Yes. And you are complete in Him as His right. child. Yes. He doesn't see all of this. He sees His Son, and He sees that you have clean hands and a pure heart. Yes. Catherine Coleman once said, the greatest power given to any individual is the power of prayer. Yeah. Mm. You know, Catherine Coleman had a miracle ministry. Right. You know? yeah. Lord, revive us. Yes. yes. My prayer is Acts 10, 44. While Peter speaks the word, the Holy Ghost just starts Amen. to fall on people. Like in yeah. the days of Catherine Coleman. Yeah. Amen. Anyway, Leroy Brownlow once said, let us not neglect prayer just because we do not fully comprehend the infinite power of the God at whose throne we kneel. Amen. I do not know everything about gravity, but I know it works. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's I love it. I love it. <laughs> the Circle Maker by Mark Batterson. If you have not read that, that book, I know you're a reader. That is an outstanding book. Outstanding yes. books. yes. Um, he Great said, Mark, Mark Batterson said in his book, The Circle Maker, he said, each prayer is like a seed that gets planted into the ground. He also said, you will never be a perfect parent. Yeah, yep. that's true. But you can be a praying parent. That's right. Amen. He said, prayer is your highest privilege as a parent. Praying turns ordinary parents into prophets. Amen. Who shape the destinies of their children, grandchildren, and every generation that follows. That's right. We're going to talk about prophetically praying, meaning what a prayer alert looks like, and the word of knowledge and the word of wisdom that can actually operate in your home as Amen. a parent. Oh, that yeah, makes you prophetic. Sure. That's right. 
Um, your prayers for your children are the greatest legacy you can leave. Mm. Now, I'm going to go ahead because I, I felt led on Saturday morning when I was preparing to, to, to go ahead and highlight the different kinds of prayer. There are different kinds of prayer. Amen. Yep. Hello? Yes. There are different kinds of prayer. Ephesians 6.18 says, Praying always amplified with all manner of prayer. There's all different kinds of prayer. Right. Okay? Another translation just says all kinds of prayer. The Godspeed translation says, Use every kind of prayer and entreaty. And at every opportunity, pray in the Spirit. So I'm going to highlight the different kinds of prayer. And I'm, the reason I'm going to do it is because I'm going, to ex, I'm going to slightly explain to you that there are different rules that govern different kinds of prayer. Cool. Yep. Amen. Cool. Are you breathing? Yes. yes. Okay. So, for example, in the natural world of sports, okay, yes. you can't play hockey with football rules. Right. Right. You're not going to score. That explains right. it. <laughs> 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 I really want to learn how to play football. I mean, I want to learn. Yeah, I want to learn. I, I don't know what it is, but I got all the equipment for my birthday. But you cannot play hockey with football rules. You're not going to score. You're not going to hit the mark. And so it is. You know, in, in, the, in praying different kinds of prayers. But here's the beauty. The Bible, the Word of God, is the rule book. Yeah, That's right. right. Okay? That's right. So there's, he clearly has shown us how to pray. Now, I'm only going to highlight because I only have two more sessions here. Okay? Number one. Now, just let me just say this before I get into it. A balanced Christian will, play, will pray all kinds, all manner, all kinds of prayers. Yes. yes. Yep. If you're a balanced Christian, you should be praying all these different kinds of prayers. Okay? Not just one. Right. Okay? So, number one, there's the prayer of faith. Mark 11, 23 and 24. Um, it's that, that scripture says, What things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive it, and you will have it. The prayer of faith is praying for your own needs. Yep. For example, when I first started Bible school, I was going to Rame, I was 19 years old, and I didn't have transportation. I didn't have the support of my parents, my family. They did not want me to go to Bible school. They didn't understand. And so they were just going to let me rough it. I think sometimes we need to let some of these kids yeah. rough it. I think That's we're right. doing them a disservice by always handing yeah, everything. That was free. Yeah. I just have to say that. That's I received that. Tonight, you outside. She's a prophet, you know. But I didn't have a car. So I prayed one day, and I was a brand new Christian, and I said, Lord, I need a car. I want it to be little. I want it to be blue, and I want it to get good gas mileage. Two weeks later, this pastor's wife came up to me and said, do you need a car? And I said, yes. She says, well, we have somebody that wants to give their car away. I said, great. What did, how did you pray? I said, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I petition you, and I'm asking you for a car. I need a car. And I just believe that I receive it in Jesus' name. Okay? I didn't pray if it be your will at the end of that prayer. Right. right. I need a car. Yeah. How am I going to get to school? And what else? The Bible says, Beloved, above all, I wish that you prosper, be in health, even as your soul prospers. Right. Right? I've never seen the righteous forsaken, or what? Their seed out begging for bread, right? So I knew it was God's will, so I didn't pray at the end, if it be your will. And so long story short, I ended up at the house of this particular family, and they had a car for me. It was blue. It was little. It was a li kind of junky, and, and it was like stick shift. So I had to learn how to do stick shift, and the fact that it was junky didn't bother me because that's where my level of faith was at. Right. That's right. Right. Mm -hmm. But at yeah. least something Yeah, you got a car. Praise God. I got a car. Hallelujah. Exactly. So I prayed the prayer of faith. Number two, there's the prayer of dedication and consecration. Um, 
this is the prayer where you pray, not my will, your will be done in my life. That's right. So, for you know, so, and, it, and this prayer is repetitive. You could pray it over and over and over and over, whereby with the prayer of faith, you prayed a second time for that same request, you prayed the first time in unbelief. Mm. Right. Yep. Yeah. Y'all with me? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the prayer of dedication is like when Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane. He was at a crossroads. His flesh didn't want to go to the cross, but his spirit said, for this purpose you were born. And so this is the kind of prayer whereby you pray when you're in a conflict between your soul and your spirit. Your heart's telling you one thing, and your soul is telling you another thing. And this is the kind of prayer that you pray to get everything into alignment. Yeah. Remember, the scripture says, I will cause your thoughts to become agreeable with my thoughts. Then your plans will succeed. Right. And so I pray this prayer often. You know, you'd be surprised at the stage I'm at right now. But I just pray this prayer, you know, when I just want what God wants for my life. You know what's best for me, Father. I yes. just lay this down at your feet. Not my will. Your will be done in my life. Right. And then as I pray that, there's an alignment that takes place in my spirit and my soul because it's surrendering to him. Yeah. Right. He said in that book, and our sister said, it's the place and the prayer of surrender. Yeah. And so when Jesus came up out of the garden, you know, he prayed that prayer three times. He came up, and what happened? He was strengthened. And he was ready to do the will of the Father. But here's something else. Just want to throw this in here. He, he set in motion the will of God for his life. Yeah, that's good. Because then all of a sudden, everything just started to work together. Right. And then manifest. Okay, let's keep going. There's the prayer of worship. We did that today. John 4, 21 through 24. Acts 13, 1 through 4. Okay? Worship is where we worship him in spirit and in truth. Our longing and our thoughts... And our spirit, soul, and body, we love him with all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our might. And we're worshiping him for just who he is. Yeah. Yep. And it's a place where you're complete, your attention is on him. Yeah. Okay? So worship, we know, is a very powerful kind of prayer. Then there's the prayer of agreement. Matthew 18, 19 through 20. And that's if two of you shall agree on earth. As touching anything, it shall be done for them by my Father in heaven. Now, Amen. if I need somebody to agree with me, I'm going to call my friends, and I'm going to say, I know you have the faith for this. Would you just come into agreement yes. with me? Amen. And one will chase a thousand to flight, two will put ten thousand to flight. That's so right. there's power in agreement. Mm -hmm. Like yes. our sisters prayed one for each other. Yeah. Okay? It's the prayer of agreement. That's right. Brother Hagin said, remember, he said he used to drive, I don't know how many hundreds of miles to go be with the good ones. To just to get them to agree with him in prayer. Yeah. There's something about the power of agreement. Yep. Okay, then there's um, the prayer of commitment. 1 Peter 5, 7. That's the prayer, you know, that this too can be repetitive because especially with all the anxiety we have in the world today, you know, this is the prayer where you get before the throne. You don't even have to get before. You could be in your car. You know, prayer could be up. The posture of prayer could be anywhere. Yeah. Sure. Yes. It could yeah. be in your car. It could be in a closet. It could be when you're vacuuming the floor. Right. That's a whole other message. Right. Right? Um, this is the prayer where you get in the presence of God or you say it out of your mouth. Father, I, I have so, you know, you could admit, I have so much anxiety. Let's not put our head in the sand and not admit that we have problems. That's yeah. right. Amen. Right. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And so I said, Lord, I, you know, I have so much anxiety concerning this, this, or this, or whatever the case may be, but I cast the whole of it, and then you speak it out of your mouth. I just cast all of my cares, all of my concerns, in the Amplified says, once and for all, over on you. Amen. Yeah. But how many of you know, sometimes we just pick it back right. up again. Yeah, yeah. That's and true. what I've taught people to do when we've done that kind of praying I, I tell them, use your spiritual imagination, Isaiah 26.3. Use your spiritual imagination. Imagine Jesus, and in, even in any of the kind of prayers, but especially this one. Imagine Jesus standing in front of you, and you've got that care, and in, however you want to do it, I take it out of my pocket, because generally we carry it around, that anxiety, that, that thing, right? Right, yeah. right? I take it out of my pocket, and I look at Jesus, I look at him, and I hand it to him. Yeah. And I visualize him taking it. 
and he just turning around and walking away. Amen. The prayer of, of commitment, Amen. casting your cares over on him. Then there's united prayer. You know, you know, I, uh, I think it's Psalms 133. When they all gathered, Acts 4, 23 through 31, they all came to in one accord, and they all prayed all at the same time out loud. Mm. It was corporate united prayer. Now, you know, Michael knows, because he helped me. We did a lot of Kingdom Intercessors United Prayer Meetings. We call them KIU for short. And we gathered churches and leaders and people together for the purpose of corporate united prayer. Yes. Yeah. And we did a lot of that. I don't know what's going to happen with that now, but we need more of that. Yes, yes we do. I know. But, you know, you see, here, here's the thing. And I, I, I know it's going to change. But you preach for 45 minutes, and then you tell the people, okay, we're going to pray. And I just taught you how to pray. Then they pray 15 minutes and fizzle out. They're out of gas. Yeah. <laughs> Your mom said something to me that was very interesting. She really encouraged me. She, she was in a certain church in a certain place where the people should have known better because they'd been trained very well in this certain church in a certain place. And she said to me, she said, I think they brought me in to kind of like be a part of what they were doing and mentor them and pull, you know, continue to develop them in their prayer life. She said, Margie, I couldn't even get them to pray 15 minutes. And you would think they should know better. Yeah. What is that? It, it's basically people get tired or they start to lose focus or their thoughts get bombarded and, or they don't think God really hears them or they don't feel anything. Yeah. Mm. It doesn't matter what you feel. That's, That's right. right. That's right. You know, we yeah. came from like a background of I'm not moved by what I feel, That's what right. I think, what I see, the whole mm -hmm. thing. It doesn't matter because the eyes of the Lord run to and fro the That's whole right. earth to show himself strong on the behalf of those whose hearts are perfect towards right. him. That's he right. said, my eyes will be open, my ears attentive yeah. unto what? The prayers that are made in this place. Mm -hmm. doesn't matter what we feel like. That's right. 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 We're, we're, look, he's here right now. That's I don't right. see him. Right. Right? right. right. I don't feel it. Well, I kind of feel it right now because I'm very hyper. <laughs> 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 so, you know, the thing is, that's what happens sometimes in prayer. Sometimes you're going to go through what I call a prayer wilderness. Mm -hmm. So what? I'm going to keep praying. That's right. That's right. That's right. By any of it. I'm going to keep praying. Right. I know my prayers work. I know my faith in the time of secret place goes into the realm That's of the spirit it. and does a work. I know it, I know prayer opens up the door for God to work, yes. whether I feel it or whether I don't. And then you, you, you're entering in and you're developing your intimacy with God, right? And then all of a sudden you get hammered. I've had that happen in my prayer closet. Hammered. And then you're hitting he starts talking to you. And then you're like, well, I've been talking to you for so long. And now you're finally talking back to me. Maybe sometimes we just need to be still. Right. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Then there's prayer in the spirit for personal edification. Um, that's Jude 120, 1 Corinthians 14, 14 and 15. That's where, you know, it's like the battery of your phone. So when my battery um, gets low, what do we do? We plug it into the power source. That's right. And it charges up. It goes from 65% to 68%. 70 and so on and so forth why because we are hooked and connected to the power source mm. if you find yourself tired weary uh groggy in the spiritually speaking just just do what i do i just i just walk the floors i because you know if you're tired you, you're gonna fall asleep right mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. just a moment to breathe okay now now you're gonna fall asleep so what i do <laughs> So what I do, I'm not going to know if I sit there, I'm going to fall asleep, I'm going to fiddle, or, you know, if I'm laying there, I'm falling yeah. asleep. So I just walk the floors and I pray in tongues. Yeah. No, 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 no. And when I do that, I'm building myself up, yes. edifying myself. The, right. the scripture says charging up in the, uh, in the Greek like a battery. Mm. Amen. See? Yeah. So it's prayer for spiritual edification. All right, and I just put this one in here. This is a new one. I've never really talked about it, but in the prophetic book that we have today, people have what's called soaking prayer. I don't, didn't really have a scripture for it, but so I have a definition for it. I think soaking prayer, because you guys have probably done it, is where you, it's more of a 
contemplative, meditative kind of prayer. Yeah, right. Right? Yeah, you're not just speaking. Yeah. You're, you're just in the presence. You're just like, you know, you're 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 releasing your love, you know, in the spirit to the Father or the Son or the Holy Spirit. And you're spending time with him and you're soaking him in. That's why I call it soaking prayer. Yeah. They call it soaking prayer. Right. But it's the kind of praying they say that helps to develop the prophetic uh, gifting that we, the body of Christ, can walk in. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, we're going to talk about the prayer of intercession. Yeah. What is an intercessor? And what is the prayer of intercession? Number one, it's prayer for another. Not praying for yourself, not praying for your own needs. But I will say this, when you operate as an intercessor in the body of Christ, Job 42.10 says that when Job prayed for his friends, God turned the captivity of Job. And not only turned his captivity, but God gave Job twice as much as he had before. So when you're praying the prayer of intercession on the behalf of another, you're literally setting in motion the law of love. That's right. And when you're operating in the love of God, which is the only commandment under the New Testament, you're setting in motion Deuteronomy 28 and all of its blessings. Amen. Love it. That's good. That is you know, because God said, these are all the commandments. If you go obey and command me this day, that, that, that all these blessings will come upon you and overtake you and so on and so forth. But when you're operating as an intercessor, you're, you're setting in motion the only law, and that is the law of love, and it's causing <laughs> blessings to come your way. Uh, Thank you, Lord. Okay, okay. number two, uh, the prayer of intercession, or what is an intercessor? Ezekiel 22.30. It is one who stands in the gap before God. I sought for a man among them who would stand in the gap and put up the hedge. You're standing in the gap before God on the behalf of another, on the behalf of a nation, on the behalf of a pastor, on the behalf of whatever. In this case, on the behalf of our children. Mm. Right. Are you with me? Yes. yes. Okay. The, an intercessor is a mediator. So Webster uh, refers to mediator, the definition is a go-between, an intercessor, one who interposes between par parties at variance for the purpose of reconciling them. Yes. Did you get that? Mm -hmm. Okay. Variance means, you know, where there's a lack of agreement or harmony. So you have a mediator that comes in, and he, he bridges the gap and tries to get the two people to reconcile. Yeah. Okay, next. It, uh, an intercessor is as a lawyer who pleads the case on the behalf of another. And what I love about that is what law are we using? Grace. Mm -hmm. We're using the law of God, and we're going to talk about that. That's why we can decree and we can declare and we can quote scriptures on the behalf of another yes. and God responds right. to his word. Yeah. Because he said, my word will not return void. Mm -hmm. I will hasten my word to perform it. So right. when you stand before my courtroom and you, you quote my scriptures or the, my promises concerning your children or whoever you're praying for, he says, I respond to my word and I agree with what I said in my word. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next, Webster's uh, means uh, I don't know what what this definition was, but I think intercession. It means to plead or make a request on the behalf of another, to intervene with the purpose of producing agree agreement. I like this. The Greek word means to get the ear of a king on the behalf of another. Amen. So that's the prayer of intercession, and, and I'm not done. It is also the greatest act of love. John 15, 12 and 13 says, Greater love has no man than this, Amen. that a man would lay down his life for his friends. Yeah. That's right. Jesus came to the earth as an intercessor. He bridged the gap between God and sinful man. He laid down his life. He said, there's no greater love. Amen. We love our children, don't we? Yes. yes. And we want to do for them and help them. The greatest act of love we could do for our children 
is to pray for them, yes. to intercede on their behalf. But for some, it's the hardest thing for people to do. I think personally, a lot of it has to do with the lack of knowledge. People just don't know how to pray. Mm -hmm. But I think sometimes, I think like we said yes last week, if I did say it, a lot of the parents today are, have enough on their plate. And they, it's like, when you pray the prayer of intercession, sometimes you enter into what's called identification. Yeah. And you start to pick up what your kids are going through. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I think for some, they've got their own burdens, and to pick up the burdens of their children and spirit, I think sometimes it's a little draining for parents. That's why it's important to pray all manner of prayer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's why it's important to be a worshiper, yeah. especially as a parent, to be a worshiper. Amen. Because when we worship God, we are getting filled up. That's right. Yeah. When we pray the prayer of, of, of intercession, we're giving out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're warring. We're yes. speaking the word. We're hooking ourselves up to the inside of us, and we're listening to what God is saying yeah. so that we can accurately pray for our children. Yes. Okay? And Hebrews 6.10 says, God is not unjust. He will not forget your work and the labor of love you have shown him as you have helped his people to continue to help them. The prayer of intercession is not only the greatest act of love, it is work, and it is a labor but it's done in the secret place. Right? Yep. Zechariah 12.10, you have the spirit of prayer already on the inside of you. Amen. <laughs> Amen. You know, and he longs to make inter expression through you. Right. He yes. longs to make intercession through you. The scripture says there's a spirit of grace and supplication on the inside of us. And so many of us are just pushing it down. He wants to arise. Yeah. See, we said it earlier. We are the house of prayer. Right. So when we release that spirit of prayer, we're releasing Jesus in the right. earth. Amen. But we have to stir it up. Isaiah 64, 7. There's none that calls upon my name and lays hold of him. When what we have to do is we have to stir up that spirit of prayer. Yep. Let's face it. How many of you feel like praying? Sometimes right. yes, sometimes, sometimes no. Sometimes yes, sometimes no. No matter what, we are disciplined. That's right. See, yes. prayer goes from sacrifice to joy. First it's a sacrifice, then it's like joy. From a desire to a discipline, and then it becomes a delight. Yeah. It's just like working out in the gym. Who feels like going to the gym? Right. Especially on January 2nd. <laughs> Do you know how many gym memberships are, 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 are written up right. the day after New Year's Eve? Right. I see it every time. And we kind of laugh, those of us that are gym rats. Do I have any gym rats in here? Yes. Yeah. West. Oh, West. You know what I mean? How many of you know what I mean? We kind of stand there, we kind of make fun of the, the yes. newbies, and we're the gym rats. Right. And they come in, and the gym is packed, and we're annoyed because, you know, they're, they're using our equipment. <laughs> you, you can't get your workout in. It's ridiculous. They're there, and they're slow, and they're out of shape. Get your reps in and move on. Receive power yes. 
when the Holy Ghost has come upon you, you have power to pray. But it's important that we begin at home. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Jesus said in that scripture, he said, Everything begin at Jerusalem. Uh, he said, begin at Jerusalem, then Samaria, and Judea. Or maybe I mixed them up. And then I want you to go to the outermost parts of the world. Right. right. Our Jerusalem is our own homes. Right. Mm -hmm. Amen. And remember that there's no time or distance in the spirit. That's right. When you pray. Right. Though we're absent in the flesh, we're present in the spirit. That's right. There's no time, no distance. Eternity is in your heart. Your prayers are eternal. And long after you've left this earth, your prayers will continue to be answered. Yes. Glory to God. That's right. Say it. Are you kidding me? Not kidding. Yeah. They noticed that 
after healing the man with the withered hand, the religious of those, the people in that day were really mad about it. But instead of Jesus retaliating in the flesh, what did he do? He went up to a mountain to pray and literally spent the whole night in prayer unto God. And when he came out of that place of prayer, that's when he made decisions. He chose his disciples. Yeah. Amen. They noticed he was a man of prayer. That's why they didn't say anything other than, teach us to pray. We want to be like you. Oh, yes. Amen. Good. The Bible yeah. says that he would go and the disciples watched him. They said he would go sometimes early in the morning. He would go out and he would depart in a solitary place to be alone. They watched him. <coughs> hey, where's Jesus? He's up in the mountain again. What's he doing? He's praying to his father who sees in secret He's right. praying to his father. He's developing intimacy with his father. He's, he's building himself up. He's getting the mind of Christ. He's getting the wisdom of God. He's hearing by revelation. And then he would operate. They noticed that about him. Yeah. Uh. What about when uh, John the Baptist passed away, was beheaded, actually? He just, he just went up into the mountain and he prayed. So here we have the disciples. They said, Lord, teach us to pray. Now, let's see what he says. Are you there? Where are they? Yeah. Verse 2. It says here, and when you pray, oh, I love this, say, our Father. This is a whole other message, but I just want to highlight it here. Mm -hmm. The very first thing he taught them to do when it came to prayer was, you're not going to pray to Jehovah Jireh. Right. You're not going to pray to Jehovah Nisi. Amen. You're not going to pray to Jehovah Sidkenu. You're not going to pray to a God or Rafa, you're going to pray to your father. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. He introduced them to the heart of the father. Right. Yes. When you pray, you say, our father. And then he goes on, in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done, as in heaven, uh, on earth as it is in heaven. Now look, look at this, verse 3. Give us day by day, our daily bread. Mm -hmm. And forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who is indebted to us. Wow. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. So he's teaching them to pray, and he's saying when you pray, if you need bread, you go to your father. Right. You need daily bread, you go, you go to your father. And you ask him for your bread. You know what this reminds me of? Yeah. Reminds me a lot, a lot of uh, the prayer of faith. Yeah. yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. You need bread? You go to your father, who will richly supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. When you're in trouble, you go to your father. Mm -hmm. When you need anything, you go to your father. It's the prayer of faith. You see that? Yes. But Jesus didn't stop right there. He went right into the prayer. I'm going to show you this of intercession. Amen. So he's, he, he's teaching them how to get their own needs met, but he flips a switch, and now he's teaching them about the prayer of intercession. Mm. And he's given us keys and strategies as to how we can pray to meet another person's need. Yes. Not our own needs. Are you there? That's good. Mm -hmm. Do you know that Brother Hagin said many times, he says, if we're not careful and we don't teach it, the art of intercession is going to be lost. Right. Mm. Yep. That's why I'm glad I'm alive. Amen. And so, I'm glad you're alive. And other prayer leaders are alive. alive. They haven't yes. laid down the mantle Amen. of teaching of people how to pray. Amen. Amen. So needed. So here we go. And he said to them, which of you? Now you are the intercessor. Keep that in mind. Which of you shall have a friend? Now that friend is God our Father. El Shaddai, if I can call him that. He's a God who's more than enough. Yes. How many of you have a friend like that? Yeah. So which of you have a friend and you the intercessor? You go to him at midnight and you say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves. He was very specific in what he wanted from his capital F, friend. He says, I'm coming to you, and I need three loaves from you. Now, I want you to notice it's at midnight. To me, it kind of speaks 
volumes in that it was a very inconvenient hour of the day. Right. Yeah. It looked pretty impossible. Who's going to get up at midnight? Right. right? But this intercessor, if you're staying with me in this teaching, he's going to him and he's saying, I need three loaves. It's midnight. I'm coming to you. And he goes, I need three loaves for what? Verse 6. For a friend of mine or a child of mine or a grandchild of mine or a niece of mine or yeah. a godchild of mine. Amen. For a friend of mine has come to me and I know who I am in Christ Jesus. Amen. I know all the scriptures. I can quote it. I'm the head, not the tail. I'm in him complete. I'm coming to you for a friend of mine who's come to me in his journey and I have nothing to set before him. I like to put it like this. A friend of mine has come to me in his journey in life. Yes. And in myself, I have nothing to give him. Yeah. That's why I'm coming to you. That's right. Because you own a cattle on a thousand hills. Yeah. You're El Shaddai. You're the God that's more than enough. Yes. You're the Lord, our healer. You are everything. Yeah. I'm not coming here for my own needs. All my needs are met. Yeah. And verse 7, he from within will answer and say, don't trouble me. The door's now shut. My children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give you. Wow, that sounds pretty discouraging. <laughs> right? But that's why the prayer of intercession is so powerful. That's because right. you're going to expect resistance when you start going to God on the behalf of whoever it is you're praying for. Right? It may look impossible. You may sense that resistance. You may even hear, this prayer's not working. Your prayers aren't working. And he goes, I can't, I cannot. But you know, this guy was not moved. Amen. Love it. Luke 18, 1 says, men ought to always pray and not faint. That's right. Don't faint. Don't quit. Don't give up. That's we said it. it yesterday or last week. You know, sometimes things get worse before it gets better. Right. Mm -hmm. yep. Because you're pressing in and you're moving into the enemy's territory. And the enemy's right. been there a long time, right. and you're knocking at the door on the behalf of your child, and that enemy does not want to give up. I'm just, I just heard in my spirit resistance. There's been so much resistance. It's just like a woman when she gives birth to a baby. Right. You know, what happens? You know, she has contractions and contractions, and then she reaches that point, you know, where she's <clears> just got to push and give birth to that baby. But right. just because we have the contractions doesn't mean that baby is not going to be born. Right. Right. He goes, let's see what happens next. Verse 8, I say to you, remember Jesus is teaching them how to pray. I say to you, though he will not rise and give him because he is his friend, yet because of his persistence, he will rise and give him as many as he needs. That word persistence, there's another word that is also used in the translation. Because of his importunity. Yep. Now, this is intercession now. You understand? This is a, right. this was only in this particular prayer. Right. He says, it, it, he says it's because of his importunity. He right. didn't quit. He didn't give up. He That's kept right. knocking at the door. Right. He kept going to the throne of grace. He was persistent. Yeah. That word importunity means the state or quality of being in, importunate. Persistent in solicitation. Solicitation as entreaty, urging, or a petition or request. Persistent in asking or demanding. I want to clarify something here. We're not demanding of God on the behalf of another person. He yeah. would that all men be saved and come to the knowledge of right. truth. We told you, but we're, no, we didn't. We didn't get there, but we will next week. Salvation is for all your children. Right. All your children will be taught in the Lord. Great will be the peace of your children. So we're not, you know, we're not like demanding God to save our children. He said, I would that they be saved. Mm -hmm. We're demanding of the devil. Mm -hmm. Get your hands off of my child. Amen. That's right. You Amen. cannot have my child. Amen. That's exactly right. You're demanding of him. Yes. And I'm trying to just close, but it's like Romans 15.1 and Galatians 6.2. When you, when you start to demand of the devil and pray the prayer of intercession on the behalf of your family, your child, whatever, it, it, there's a, a lifting up with the idea of completely removing that scruple of conscience or that band that's around their head whom Satan, the God of, the world, of this world, 
has blinded their minds. Yes. You're going in, and the devil's blinding their minds. There's something wrong in their belief and in their mind. That's they have right. a scruple of conscience. So you're going in. You're demanding the devil unlock that thing, and you get resistance. Yeah. That's why you have to pray with importunity. Yeah. And or you're asking of God. Ask for the heathen. They're your inheritance. Ask, and I'll give it to you. You see the difference here? Right. I used to call it the positive side of intercession and the negative side of intercession. That's good. I got that from Bobby Jean Merck. That's good. Is she still around? I think so. Yep. I love her. The positive side is where you go to God, and the negative side is where you're contending with the adversary. Mm. All right, two more scriptures, and we're going to close. Job 9.32. Ian Bounds taught that pers perseverance is the essential element of prayer. Mm -hmm. Yes. Job 9.32 says, For he is not a man, as I am, that I should answer him, and that we should go to court together. For he, speaking of God, is not a man as I am, that I should answer him, and that we should go to court together. Neither is there any mediator between us that might lay his hand upon us both. An intercessor is a mediator. Now here's the visualization. You lay one hand on God and one hand on your child mm -hmm. or that person or that thing yeah. or whatever your your target right. of prayer is. And it's good to have prayer targets. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Agreed. So it's laying one hand on God. You're the mediator. You're laying one hand on God, one hand on that person. And don't let go. Mm -hmm. Job 22, 36. Then you will have your delight in the Almighty, and you will lift your face to God. You will pray to him, and he will hear you. You will also pay your vows. You will decide and decree a thing, and it will be established for you. And the light of God's favor will shine upon your ways. Now visualize this. You're laying one hand on that child, one hand on God. He will even the rescue, or delivers another translation. The one for whom you intercede, who is not innocent. No, they're in the bars, they're doing drugs, they're in rehab, they're, they're doing this, they're sleeping, oh my God, they're doing all this stuff. He will even deliver the one for whom you intercede who is not innocent. That's right. And he will be rescued through the cleanness of your hands. Thank you, God. Amen. That's the righteousness good. of God in Christ like Jesus. And that's why the Holy Spirit emphasized that. Your hands are clean. Amen. You've got this. We can rescue Thank you, God. Wow. You're rescuers. That's wow. right. That's good. Wow. Jude one twenty two says, And have mercy on some who are doubting. Save others, snatching them out of the fire. You're pulling them out of the fire. Right. And the scripture says, Hating even the garments spotted by the flesh. I remember one time, and we're going to close right here, and then I'll, we'll get into next week where we begin. I remember one time we were doing, you know, we had so much fun. I've been doing this for 42 years. We've had a lot of fun, seen a lot of things. We, me and my prayer team one time, we were getting ready to do a, a meeting in one, one of the churches. I don't know which one. But I remember we were interceding. We were praying in the Holy Ghost. and There, there was such an anointing on us to pray. You know, you could be more, more or less anointed to preach. Mm -hmm. Just And, you know, and, and either way, it's going to work. And you could be more or less anointed to pray. Yes. Mm -hmm. You could be anointed to pray. Remember that KIU event we did one one to two weeks before we knew that COVID. we were getting shut down yes. because of COVID? And we were all sitting around. It was Corporate United Prayer going, what are we praying about? We didn't even know. We were so burdened. But we didn't know. Michael, he's groaning in the spirit. We couldn't release that. That was one of those videos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're fully We're not editing it. You can't possibly edit that whole entire prayer meeting. Yeah. We're not releasing that to the public. <laughs> you know, we were so anointed to pray. And we just took turns. Yeah. It was amazing. But, um, but I remember in this meeting, you know, we were so anointed. There was an anointing that came on us in the room to pray. And I started to have, I didn't know what it was, but then I started, see, I was seeing, it was a seer anointing, and I, I just, I just started seeing people as we were praying, going into the pit, into hell, 
And I saw as we were praying, some of the, 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 the descent into hell was slowed down, and others were completely lifted up out of the Praise fire. Praise God. That's mm. awesome. Wow. Power in the prayer of intercession. Mm. Brother Hagin once said, or not once, because I've listened to him so much, he was casting the devil out of somebody, and the devils were screaming. And at one point, the demon started screaming, I hate intercessors! I hate intercessors! I hate intercessors! And Brother yeah. Hagin goes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Petition. That's right. I'm going to say it anyway. How many of you know John Ramirez? Yes. yes. Mm -hmm. yep. Have you ever watched his videos? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'll tell you why I watched him because his calling was there's a scripture that says, rather, you know, don't partake with the unfruitful works of darkness, right. but rather expose them. Yes. So, you know, John Ramirez, he, he was a high level ranking warlock. That's right. right. Like people. For real. Yeah, trained by Get Lisa your head out of the sand. Right. For real. Right. right. There's, there's devil worshipers in the earth today mm -hmm. that are trying to destroy your family. Yes. That's right. Why do you think the divorce rate is so high? The devil's trying to destroy the family, the yes. children. Yeah. So he was a high-ranking demon. So his, or not demon, he was a high-ranking warlock. So his calling was, at this point, was exposed to the works of the devil. Yes. Now, what I like about John Ramirez, and if this wasn't true, I wouldn't listen to him, to be honest. He was discipled under David Wilkerson. Mm -hmm. See, yeah. he was discipled. Right. Hello? Yes. Right. Okay? Thank you. And David Wilkerson, you can't get any more solid than him, right? That's right. Exactly. We may not all agree on everything, but so what? He, at least he, could, he was a good, strong, solid man who discipled yeah. his yes. people. That's right. And so he gets saved. And um, he's, this is what he said when he was exposing the works of, the, of darkness. His, actually, his father was actually the devil, John said. Yeah. He would come in and sit with him and talk to him. Yep. And he would speak in demonic tongues. Mm -hmm. And we can't get the church to pray 15 minutes in Holy Ghost tongues? That's right. We've had witches come in and pray in tongues. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, we've had it. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah. I know. He said he'd pray all night and into the morning. If you're hungry enough for God, you will spend time with him. Yes. Yes. This guy was hungry to be promoted in the demonic realm. Right. Okay, he said he would leave his body and put curses over cities, regions, states, and countries. Mm -hmm. He what? Yeah, even after people's Oh my God, it tells the interpretation. What is that? I'm scared of all oh, the prophetic. Oh, the theme? Oh, what is that? Let's shut him down. Let's not let the prophet speak. No, 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 no. This guy from the demonic realm, left his body. Right. Right? Right? Yeah. To everything that's in the kingdom, there's a counterfeit. That's, yeah. right. that's right. Didn't they transport somebody in the book of Acts? They went yeah. from one place to another? Yeah. Yeah. Philip. Philip. But he took his body with him. Oh, he took his body with him. God took his body with him. He got translated spirit, soul, and body to another yes. place. He didn't get it. It wasn't an out-of-body experience like Satan does with people. That out of body experience is totally different. That's yes. demonic. Yeah, that's okay. astral projection. Yeah. So he'd leave his body, he'd put curses. He'd go, now here, and we're going to close. He would go into neighborhoods in the spiritual realm in order to weaken it in the natural realm. Yeah. Yeah. That's real. He'd speak curses. Mm -hmm. That's why life and death are the power of the That's right. Yeah. That's why we gotta watch what we say about our kids. That's yeah. right. That's right. We gotta watch what we speak over our families. Yes. 
because the demonic people they understand words yes. Yes. that's why we pray the word of God right. yes. over our families Right. then he said if he would see people pray he said this is how he talked he's one of those New Yorkers that's how they do it. Is it true? Is it true? He said, he said if he would see people praying, he said, this is how he worded it. There was no accomplishment in that neighborhood. Uh, there it is. If what? He said, if he would see people praying, there was no accomplishment in that neighborhood. Yeah, he right. stopped him. See, I, yeah. Yeah. This is yeah. why I wanted to right. read and, and listen to him because I'm teaching on prayer and we're, you know, it's almost like, Lord, show us more about the spirit. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. Absolutely. He said that neighborhood was blessed. Yep. He said sanctified through prayer and you couldn't touch it. He said other neighborhoods, it was party time. Mm. Mm. Lord, teach us to pray. Thank you for listening to the Purpose Project podcast. For more content, video, and teachings like this, visit margieflorent.org.